From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Hey, J.R., for our Capital Notes conversation today, we're going to examine the year in politics. Probably the biggest story of 2018, Governor Walker narrowly lost his bid for a third term to Democratic challenger Tony Evers. For eight years, Walker and the Republican legislature had free reign to enact major policy changes, such as Act 10, voter ID, and concealed carry. Walker survived a recall attempt over Act 10, and he easily won a second term in 2014. But this time, voters wanted a change. Did the loss come as a surprise, and what all factored into it? Well, you have to give Walker some credit for kind of seeing the blue wave coming, or a difficult environment at least coming, because he was warning people even back in January after Patty Schottner won a special election for a state Senate seat up in northwestern Wisconsin that there was something afoot in Wisconsin. And then we saw... uh, Rebecca Dallet become the first progressive candidate to win an open Supreme Court seat in 25 years. Caleb Frostman, a Democrat, won a Republican, strongly Republican state Senate seat in a special election in June. So the the signs are all there for a difficult environment for Walker, and he saw it coming. But in the end, it seemed like no matter what he tried, he just couldn't quite find the footing with people to kind of convince him to give him a third term. Uh, there also it's a Trump factor. You can't deny that. Donald Trump has become a significant factor in politics, not just nationally, but in places like Wisconsin, where he can drive the narrative and overshadow people and and inspire or or turn people off. Uh, And definitely that was a factor. So it's just all these things kind of combined to undercut Walker's message and, and hopes for a third term. Another big story took shape immediately after the election. The legislature, in a lame duck session, passed several bills that would limit the new governor's powers. So Tony Evers won't be able to make changes to the voter ID law. He won't be able to withdraw Wisconsin from a multi-state federal lawsuit to overturn the Affordable Care Act. And he'll have little control over the state's job creation agency until September. This sparked protests at the state capitol, with critics accusing lawmakers of being sore losers, while legislative leaders insisted that they had wanted to rebalance the powers for a while. Why did the legislature feel this was necessary, and was this sour grapes? Well, if you ask Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, he'll tell you he began the conversation in the spring and continued through the summer, even when it wasn't clear what was going to happen with the governor's race. But if you talk to people around the capitol, their feeling is, if Governor Walker had won re-election, then you would not have seen these things push, at least not now. Maybe they would have tried to reach an agreement on some of these things, but they would have taken effect after Walker left office in a third term. Another development, Janesville Republican and House Speaker Paul Ryan announced in April that he wouldn't seek re-election. This sent shockwaves through the GOP as Ryan had held the first district congressional seat for nearly 20 years. Republican Brian Stile won the open seat, defeating Democrat Randy Bryce. What all factored into Ryan's decision to retire? No, with, with Ryan, it could have been any number of things. I mean, you think about it, he didn't want to be speaker in the first place. You know, he kind of made a very big point of saying he was a reluctant speaker, that he was only doing it because his, his colleagues needed somebody to lead that caucus, and he didn't really enjoy it. If you look at, like, how his tenure as speaker, he spent a lot of time either fighting the House Freedom Caucus, the more conservative wing, 
of the House GOP caucus or trying to navigate the new terrain with President Trump. It wasn't really maybe an enjoyable path for him. Uh, Ryan likes to talk about himself as being more of a policy wonk than anything else. He did get through um, an overhaul of the tax code, which was something he had you know, pursued for 20 years. Um, at the same time, he didn't do things like uh, reigning entitlement programs or, or, or overhaul those, which also was part of the equation he talked about for two decades. So it'll be a, a mixed, mixed legacy for Paul Ryan as a House Speaker. Rounding out the election-related stories, Wisconsin Democratic U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin easily defeated Republican challenger Leah Vukmir. Voters said no to the idea of two Republican senators from Wisconsin and instead gave Baldwin another term. What were some of the reasons why Tammy Baldwin won so handily? No, I mean, part of it is that just the, the party in power of the White House struggles during mid-year elections. It's just the way it has been in our tradition, uh, our history of national politics. So with Republicans in the White House, it looked like a good Democratic year uh, in Wisconsin and elsewhere for 2018. Then you add in things like Tammy Baldwin raised and spent some $30 million between the end of her 2012 election and the 2018 election. She just had the resources others didn't. Um, Kevin Nicholson and Lee Vukmer vied for the GOP nomination uh, to face her. Nicholson had more backing from independent groups and, and wealthy donors. Um, once he lost the primary, that support, financial support to go after Baldwin kind of started to dry up. And while Vukmer got a little bit of help, she got nowhere near the money needed to take on Timmy Baldwin and, and compete with the Baldwin message. I mean, Baldwin just ran an outstanding campaign. She raised a great, you know, raised superior resources. She had a, a succinct message. She hit Vukmir hard on pre-existing conditions and healthcare, which turned out to be kind of one of the defining issues of the campaign. Just all around, Baldwin ran the better race with better resources, and that ended the result. And if you look at the map, I mean, she did remarkably better than Tony Evers statewide in Wisconsin, and part of it was the resources um, and the her opponent that she was facing, but she also drew a map for Wisconsin Democrats of what they can aspire to to win statewide, because she won in places like the Fox Valley, whereas Evers you know, really ran up the score in places like Milwaukee and Dane Counties, uh, did well in southwestern Wisconsin, the very northern tier of Wisconsin, and counties like Eau Claire, but a lot of Wisconsin was red. Baldwin showed how you can get to a better number the, you know, kind of the roadmap to that number if he had the right message, the right resources, and the right candidate. And finally, Foxconn broke ground in June with President Trump presiding over the groundbreaking ceremony. Governor Walker pushed for the Taiwanese electronics giant to build its first major plant in the U.S., and now construction is underway in Racine County after state and local officials committed $4.5 billion in tax incentives. Foxconn, in return, has promised up to 13,000 jobs at the LCD screen manufacturing plant. The project has been criticized as enormous corporate welfare and possibly the biggest tax incentive package in U.S. history. Why did Governor Walker push so hard for this, and will it be part of his legacy? Well, honestly, in the summer of 17, when this was announced, I had Republicans telling me that this was going to be, this was the grand slam, uh, a grand slam for Governor Walker. It would all but seal his reelection uh, by landing this company. But the public sentiment on that project began to turn once we found out it would take maybe 25 years before Wisconsin broke even on the incentive package. As the details started to trickle out, it became more and more apparent that we may not know 
with a successful endeavor by the state of Wisconsin for a couple decades. And yes, it will be part of Scott Walker's legacy. It could help define his legacy. It may end up being a boon for Wisconsin, and he'll be credited with bringing a whole new industry to Wisconsin. It also could fall well short of what was promised. That was seen as a boondoggle. We just don't know. Um, now, Walker has been clear to stress that there are provisions that the company has to hit before getting some of these tax breaks, but there are built-in expenses like you know, expanding 94 North-South in the Racine County to help accommodate traffic, like building a new power line um, to the plant that you know, rate pairs will boil. So there are expenses that will happen no matter what. We just won't know for a while how this thing pans out, and there are already concerns being raised because it paired back or the initial effort at Foxconn will be a little bit less than we thought it was going to be. You know, also, it's remarkable to note that during the campaign, Walker stressed other places in Wisconsin that would see a benefit from this plant. Foxconn went to great lengths to talk about putting, uh, you know, headquarters in Milwaukee and having these innovation centers in places like Green Bay and Eau Claire and investing in UB Madison. It seemed like an attempt to send a message that was more than just southeastern Wisconsin benefiting from that plant. But if you look at the Mar- Marquette Law School poll that came out every couple months in 2018, it showed that people, generally speaking, in Wisconsin were skeptical about whether it would pan out and whether it would have a benefit for people besides southeastern Wisconsin. So that's to be written. That, that chapter is yet to be determined for Walker's legacy, but it'll help define his eight years as governor no matter what. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.